Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, we're going to talk about rejection. So I wrote an article called Why You Shouldn't Take Rejection Seriously, and it's about how basically rejection happens to all of us and it sucks, but this is specifically about a situation that happened to me, and it's a way to reframe the whole concept of being rejected. So obviously when I talk about rejection, I'm referring to dating, right? So basically you can ask somebody out on a date, they say no. It can happen even before that. You just try to walk up to them and they turn away. It can be you ask them out on a date and then they don't end up responding to you. So they ghost you or you could be in text communications with them and then they flake on you and they don't even tell you why or anything like that. Or it could be something like you're dating somebody for a little bit and then they don't want to see you anymore or they just drop off the map or it's something where you're in a relationship and then it just ends, right? All that is rejection and it's not the best thing in the world, but it goes with the territory. So I've talked about before how dating coaches will say, here's how to avoid rejection. So I include that in an article, Four Lies Dating Coaches Tell, because the goal is not to avoid rejection. You cannot avoid rejection. But what you can do is learn how to deal with the emotions, reprocess it in your mind, and not make such a big deal about it. And this is uh, something that happened to me that I want to talk to you about. It's not about dating, okay? So... Sometimes it can be helpful to step outside of the dating frame of things so we can understand basic things that happen to us in our day-to-day life. So this is about an article that I was writing. So I am an investigative journalist. I do that aside from my coaching and I'm a freelancer. So what that means is I pitch different publications. So the editors, I pitch them. I say, hey, this is something I'd like to write an article about. I typically write up a one-page query or pitch, and that takes a lot of research. It takes sometimes hours to write the pitch because it's like you're doing a miniature article and you got to make it look good, right? If you haven't worked with this particular editor before, this is the first they're seeing of your writing, so you kind of have to prove yourself in your writing. You can write these pitches. You can do all this research. You can send emails out to dozens and dozens of places, and you might not get that article run anywhere. I've done that many times. It's just gone nowhere. So I spent all this time doing this research and even some places going out to a location. No one really wanted to run the article, at least not for a fee that I was comfortable with. And that's part of the territory, right? And in this particular occasion, there was a wilderness area that I rode my mountain bike into alone. And it was this remote desert area. It's called the most dangerous hike in America. And I rode my bike down there where nobody really rides their bike. And I, while I was out there, I was kind of writing some notes and sort of writing a version of an article out there because I was like, this is a unique thing. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can sell this article somewhere. So I came back from the trip and I started pitching different publications. So I was looking for mountain bike publications because that's what I was writing about. It's something that I don't write about a lot, but... I thought it would be an interesting thing. And so I sent off to several places. I wrote this detailed pitch, you know, that took me a while on top of the fact that I already sort of written part of an article anyway. And I sent emails. No one was biting. No one was really interested. 
right? So right off the bat, I was dealing with rejection, but I know you keep pitching, right? You keep pitching and I was going to be doing this anyway. I took the trip regardless. The point wasn't necessarily to get something published. That's not why I went out to the trip. So you can look at it in terms of, okay, I'm willing to just be interacting with women. If you're a man, if you're a heterosexual man, and you're not necessarily always expecting a reward for it. Anyway, so I kept pitching and I did hear back from an editor. And this editor, he said he was interested and he gave me one sentence as a clarification of what he wanted me to write. And so I took what I had already written and did a lot more with it and kept into account what he said. And I believe I spent about a week working on it. And when I was satisfied, I sent it out to him and I thought it was a really good article. And I waited to hear back because typically you send them an article and then they respond. They're like, cool, got it. Just because that's what normal people do, right? And I didn't hear anything from her. I was like, well, that's all right. Well, maybe it'll take a few days. Didn't hear anything for a few days. So I did follow up after a little bit and I said, hey, just wondering if you got the article. Still nothing. This point, I'm like, this is kind of bizarre. So I followed up again after a little bit. You know, I gave him time, obviously. Could have just had a backlog, no big deal. But I would check in every couple weeks and still nothing. And at this point, I had to make a decision, right? Because in freelancing, you have to constantly be selling articles. So if he had just said, well, initially, if he'd been like, I'm not interested in this article, I can sell it elsewhere. Or if instead he'd be like, you know what, I'm changing my mind, here's your kill fee. And a kill fee is something that an editor pays a journalist when the editor has asked for an article and then decides not to publish it. Because otherwise, if that didn't exist in freelancing, there could be no freelancing. So I was uh, waiting to hear something, but it was nothing. So I was in a bit of a jam. Part of me was like, okay, well, I guess he's not interested in the article anymore. I don't know why he wouldn't just say that, but I should probably send it somewhere else. But what if I did that? And then right away, he's like, oh, no, 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 we're actually running your article. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. Then what would I do? Talk to the other editor and say, oh, you know that article I sent you? And yeah, you can't run that now. So there was all sorts of problems with that. And I thought, well, I need to get a clarification from this person. And that's, that's fair. As a professional journalist, I get to have that communication with editors. And there was only one other time where a journalist, or sorry, where an editor had requested a piece and then decided not to run it. It was actually because it was a <laughs> too hot politically. The climate was just too hot politically for that editor. And it was fine. At least they told me, right? But I was in this weird gray area, which is very similar to you're texting somebody, right? You get their phone number, you're out at a bar or something like that. Hey, you wanna hang out sometime, get a drink? Sure, you're texting back and forth and basically saying, hey, so let's go to this bar on Sunday. And then they're just like nothing. So that's where I was, it was in that situation. It's a frustrating situation to be in no matter what. It's, it's really hard to just brush it off because you don't know where you stand. If you had gotten rejected, it's a lot easier to deal with because then you can move on. You can think whatever you want about that person or yourself, but at least you can move on. And this, you're like, well, maybe the person I, is still going to do it. So you don't want to have any decisions in your mind. You have to sort of just be okay with it being in limbo. And I suppose that is a useful thing to be able to do. 
but it's crappy when somebody else forces that on you. Anyway, that's what was going on with this situation. And I ended up calling. They didn't pick up, left a voice message, still didn't hear back. So I did consult with some journalist peers about what to do. And they said, yeah, you need to get your kill fee. This is what you deserve. This is the industry we're in. This is how it works. And I already knew that, but it was helpful to get that verification. So I knew I wasn't just being a crazy person. So I decided I would just email the publisher because this is this was gone on for, oh, I don't know, a couple months maybe. And I emailed the publisher and sure enough, I believe it was the next day the editor got back to me. So that was a good move on my part. And were they not seeing my emails? I don't know. I think he just didn't want to deal with it. Anyway, in his email, he said, yeah, I'm not going to run the piece. He didn't explain why. Um, and then he said, yeah, because I didn't really actually want it, which made no sense. So maybe there was some cross communication that I, I don't understand exactly what happened. But even if that was the case, why he wouldn't have responded to me and just said that, who knows? But that's similar to when somebody ghosts you. You're like, well, why not just say you're not interested in dating me anymore or you're not, you met somebody else or you're taking a trip. It's because they don't really know why they're doing what they're doing because I think they might feel a little bit bad about it. I wrote an article about this, uh, how to deal with ghosting. And it's, I think that they're not 100% cool with their own decision. So this is the way to kind of just put it off is you don't respond and then you don't really have to think about it and you don't have to be accountable to yourself. It's something that happens in life. We all do it to a certain degree. So it's useful to be able to learn how to weather it. But anyway, he said not running the piece because I didn't want it. Okay, fine. You're not getting your kill fee either. And at that point, I was like, well, I definitely am getting my kill fee. Otherwise, there will be a small claims court. Now, would I have followed through with that? Probably because I'm a stubborn bastard and because that is poor practice in the industry. Um, would it have been worth it? Uh, who knows? But I needed to let him know that this was not okay. And I probably would have followed through with it, even though they were in a different state. So he basically said, all right, here's, here, he sent me the check anyway. So I won, right? Victory. No, not really. I spent a lot of time on this. Uh, I, I got a little bit of money for it. Not what I would have gotten for selling the article. And mostly it was just demoralizing, right? I had written a piece that I thought was pretty good. He said he wanted it. I, you know, I, I put it all together as he suggested. I got it out to him. He didn't like it. If you're like, hey man, here's what you can fix. That's what a normal editor does. That's why they're called editors because they edit your stuff. He said, hey man, can you work on this component and make it better? You know, I, I'm a professional journalist. I've been writing for years. Like surely my article was not that bad. But to this guy, maybe it was. He just thought it was garbage. Who knows? And he, um, and I started to possibly go down the path of like, well, maybe this is just a bad article. Maybe I just wrote a very bad article, which is distressing because I thought it was pretty good. Maybe I'm not as good a writer as I thought. Wow, maybe, 
geez, should I even be in this industry? So that's where you can start thinking about in terms of dating. Like, oh, I got shot down. Huh. This person I met, they said they would hang out with me and they texted back and forth and then this didn't even talk to me anymore. I must be a just such a low priority on this person's list. Maybe I am not somebody someone is interested in. Because at that moment, you can just erase all your past success, right? So for me as a journalist, I mean, I've been selling articles for years, so I know I'm pretty good at it, but these thoughts still can come up if you let them come up. And the thing that also applies to dating, of course, but I didn't let that happen, right? I said, I'm going to get back on my horse and I'm going to pitch other publications. So in other words, I am going to go out there and try to find more dates. And so I sent out to a publication. This was an editor I was familiar with and they responded back, I believe it was the next day. And they're like, yeah, great article. And they decided that they'd run it the next week and they ran it the next week with photos of mine and I was pleased with it, right? So that alone, wow, cool. I learned something. One editor's rejection does not mean another editor's rejection. So obviously that applies to dating. Just one person treats you not so well. Somebody else might treat you well. And it's like, oh, sure, of course. Of course I'll go on a date with you, obviously. And then, you know, you can remember, oh, I'm worthwhile. It is really not the way to go where you depend on outside validation to remind yourself of something. So ideally, we'd all get to the point, and I typically am, particularly in my writing, I'm like, you know what, whether they like it or not, I know I'm a good writer, and I don't need somebody to tell me one way or another. But of course, if you're trying to make a living in it, and you're dating people in the dating comparison, you're going to want to have some positive feedback. You shouldn't take it too seriously, and that's kind of the point of this. But obviously, positive feedback is useful. Negative feedback can be useful, but you shouldn't take it as the only feedback. So I got my article out there. You know, it was in print that next week. I picked up a copy of it. I'm like, all right, very nice. But that wasn't it. That was not it. That would have been enough of a lesson, but it wasn't it. So a few months later, that last editor contacted me and let me know, hey, you know your article? Well, it won an award. And this was a for real contest. This is nationally recognized journalism contest. It was for a four state area. There were thousands of journalists involved in hundreds of different publications. I won in the sports writing category, which this was pretty much the only article I've ever written about sports because it was barely about sports. And that was very surprising to me. And it really hammered this point home. So one editor thought my article was so bad that even after asking for it, <laughs> didn't want to run it, wouldn't even tell me he didn't want to run it. Like in his mind, is like, oh, this is such trash. I'm not even going to talk to the person who writes this trash. And then I go around, sell it to another place and this panel of journalists, because those are the folks who decide who wins these awards, they decided it was one of the best articles in a four-state region for this topic. And I'm not taking the award very seriously, frankly. I've gotten other awards for journalism, and frankly, they're never for my best articles, but whatever. The point is simply this. If you are assuming that because one person or 10 people don't like you, that means other people won't, 
That's nonsense. I was in a situation where one person thought my stuff was garbage, yet other people thought it was one of the best articles in a four-state region. So that's something to understand, at least about tastes. Again, never take it that seriously. Like, oh, I was able to date this woman and that woman, and that makes me more valid as a person. That's nonsense. But as a rule of thumb to just continue dating, knowing that you have opportunities out there, this is, I hope, a very helpful lesson to folks that you never know what people value. It is so different and it changes on a regular basis. It's not some static thing. And you can meet somebody in one circumstance or another, you know, meet, you meet up out at the bar and it doesn't work, or more likely you meet them at the bar and it does work just because of that situation that you're in and the alcohol is flowing and everyone's dancing. And then you meet them in a real life situation and you wouldn't have gotten along because you don't have that deeper connection or vice versa. You don't meet them at the bar, you don't get along at the bar because it's too loud. And then you do meet them with friends and you realize, wow, you do have some connection. So it's almost arbitrary. It's not quite arbitrary, but tastes differ. Don't get caught up on if some people are saying no to you. And I didn't include this in the article because it's kind of mean, but I will mention this in the podcast. So that, that editor who treated me pretty crappily and I consulted with other journalists, like I said, and they pretty much unanimously agreed that's not cool. Well, anyway, after I got the award, I did contact them, not as a, not in a dickish way, maybe, I don't know. I like to think that I <laughs> was just letting them know. So I emailed and when I did so, I didn't hear back from that person. I did hear back from the publisher who was like, congrats and sorry for the way our editor treated you, which, hey man, that, that goes a long way. Then I decided to kind of look up where that editor was. Oh yeah, because the publisher said, yeah, uh, that editor is no longer working for us. I don't know if he was fired or what, but I looked up where that individual was and he had become a freelance journalist. <laughs> so he was in an editor position and not doing the right thing for freelance journalists. Now he's a freelance journalist himself. I hope he gets treated better than I did by him because I am not a vindictive person anymore. And that's that. So basically, you understand my long-winded tale here. It's 100% it's true. And if any of you don't believe me that this happened, I will send you proof. <laughs> so just, you can contact me at Wes at introvertunbound.com if you don't believe me. But I assure you, this was completely true. And it's just something to keep into account. I think about it once in a while, as a reminder, I'm trying to get to the point where I don't need positive feedback to remind myself that I am worthwhile. But of course, no matter who you are, if you keep getting shot down, you're going to doubt yourself. Here's a reason not to doubt yourself. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach, CEO, and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and got something out of it. And I hope you stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing on Podbean, iTunes, or however else you found us. If you yourself are an introvert and resonate with our message, I also recommend you go to introvertunbound.com 
and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter with our latest articles, videos, and other introvert-related stuff. And if you're really looking to level up your dating, social, and work life, email me at introvertunbound at gmail.com for your free half-hour, zero-obligation online consult to help you come up with a game plan to harness your strengths, shore up your weaknesses, and become the Introvert Unbound.